I couldn't climb Nandi, couldn't even go up. Like I had no motivation, no fitness to go up. So I didn't even touch the top. And on the way back, these guys pushed me back. So that day, like I was wearing glasses. Great, I was wearing glasses because I was crying all the way coming back, thinking, what, what the fuck happened? Like you know, something is off. This is like who, what have I become? For me, it was like if I can ride with them and hold, it's good. Like Saturday rides, I was reaching it till the top, you know, like it's with everyone. So that's when I thought, okay, so I haven't gotten really serious about it yet. Let's see what happens if I do. Because I've had like very frustrating moments with uh, LBB riders, not <laughs> you know, like one person's in the break and then you know. You know, right? Like what other people feel now is yeah. what I was feeling then. Yeah. That these guys, man, like they come in big numbers, and then like everybody is good and fit, and then how do you beat them? I am Baiki Venki, and this is the Working Athlete Podcast. Here, I talk to working athletes from all walks of life and experts from various sports to provide you with inspiration, training tips, time management, and lifestyle advice. If this is something that interests you, please make sure you subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss any future episodes. Today's guest, Shaurya Kaushal, is a PhD candidate and is one of the strongest cyclists in Bangalore. He is part of LBB Racing, which is one of the strongest cycling teams in India currently. He is behind initiatives like the monthly course, a club racing series in Bangalore, and an YouTube channel named FTP from the Peloton, where he, along with a friend Joel, analyzes club races in India. I really love the work they are doing on the channel. I think content like that helps in educating and improving the awareness of cycling and racing community. You should check it out and subscribe to the channel if you haven't. In this episode, we talk about his journey in cycling. We talk about his training methods over the years that helped him become the cyclist he is now. We also talk about the community races, his racing style, racing strategies that worked for him and did not work for him, among others. It was a really enjoyable conversation. With that, let us get into my conversation with Shaurya. Right, Shaurya. Welcome to the Working Athlete Podcast. Thanks for having me again. Or before, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Shaurya, I wanted to uh, use this opportunity to get to know a bit more about uh, you. Because uh, I've, I've seen you, uh, you know, racing uh, from... I don't know when, but the first time that I remember that I really noticed you was in um, Nandi, uh, Namma Nandi race. Or Nandi Habba. Nandi Habba. Yeah, first year. First year. Uh, yeah. Was it? Uh, which the year was Namma this? Nandi's first 2018. 2018, 2018, was it? 2018, yeah. Early 2018. Okay. Because I had just gotten back to cycling. Mm-hmm. So that that was the first time I've noticed you, mm-hmm. and uh, the immediate thought for me when I saw you in that race was like, "What is, what is this guy doing? <laughs> He's so uh, racing so strong. I have never seen him." So that impression 
has you know carried forward and i still see i have the same feeling uh, uh, you know whenever i see you race even now oh, such kind like, words it's like what is this guy made of <laughs> you know so i want to know more about you and you know understand where uh, all this is coming from sure, right sure. so let us start by talking about uh, your childhood and your relationship with sport as a kid and growing up right yeah so growing up was um, you know as an indian kid uh your relationship with sports is highly dependent on how you do in class hmm. so i was good in class and hence my relationship with sport was very like every two years i'd get into sport and then i'd go out of sport now why every two years is um so my father's in the army and every two years we get posted in a peace posting where we'd live with him now in that kind of an atmosphere you can go play a bunch of sports and you find people to play also and the other two years when i was living um like our family was staying away uh, this is in shimla then i was just studying you know then other than altitude <laughs> training just by walking back and forth to school i wasn't doing anything uh but my real like first if you specifically count sport my real relationship with sport started only in college that's where i was stationed in one place for 4 years and that's where i really got into sport before that it was just an on and off thing i had like dwelled into a lot of things but it was very on and off and it was never the core of my being uh which it is now but back then it was just ha huh, studied now you're getting a headache just go play badminton come back refresh yourself study again uh that was pretty much my life mm-hmm. as a uh, childhood okay so badminton was something that yeah, you I did played, more i had no actually yeah i played almost all racket other than tt i pl- played i played tennis i played squash uh hockey hockey has a follow up thing going on later into my life uh badminton uh, learned swimming uh never used to do any running uh basketball because you know like pahadis are all short so my parents made it a point to you have to play basketball otherwise you won't get taller well like yeah. did it help well i'm the tallest in my family now so <laughs> family extended family also oh, so <laughs> <Yeah>. it helped <laughs> i don't know if that's true or not but yeah whatever right so yeah. i played a bunch of sports basically mm. um i was the goalkeeper in football because you know how like Yeah. If you're a little heavy then you're always the goalkeeper <laughs> especially in school uh, so that is how my early sports journey was right. which was really like mm. uh, i used to see my peers and they were excellent in sport like mm. i would say like phenomenal runners phenomenal like footballers i was just there to like recharge myself <laughs> that's pretty much it nice but um, when did like um, cycling come into the picture and how uh well as a kid everybody cycles so mm. if that's the question then yeah as a kid right. but uh competitively i would say when i moved to bangalore is when mm. cycling i really got to know cycling is a sport that exists in india mm. before that i had no clue when did you move into ba- uh, to bangalore 2016 2016 2016 is when i started my phd mm-hmm. and that's when that's what i moved to bangalore for Right. and i bought a bicycle a 
3 and giant Rome 3 hybrid mm. and I basically I had an option of buying a motorbike or a bicycle uh, so I decided to buy a bicycle to commute basically that's mm. pretty much it so how long was this commute uh, so it's mostly commuting to work was like two kilometers and uh, every weekend I'd go to Indranagar to meet my friends so that's like 20-25 kilometers back and back one way and back that's pretty okay. much it mm. so you got into uh, a PhD program right uh, PhD in what so I am doing my PhD in computational fluid mechanics mm -hmm. uh, uh, so like uh, it's a um, like sub uh, subject of mechanical and chemical engineering because my bachelor's was in mechanical engineering mm -hmm. so it's mostly to do with aerodynamics and not just aero but also other fluids so aerodynamics yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sounds something relevant to well, our cycling, sport, yeah, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent. So you got that uh, 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 hybrid bike okay. and started commuting, use, right. using, basically using it to get around the right. new, new the city. city yeah. that you are in, Correct. right? So, but how did that like, grow into actually mm. the sport sport? That's uh, so one event that happened. Uh, so once everybody who owns a bicycle in Bangalore has a dream of cycling to Nandi, right? So I be one of these weekends I decide to I start at four o'clock in the morning. Easy, easy, easy. Reach Nandi. Uh, when I reach the I'm on the last hairpin or something of Nandi, and I'm I stopped some couple of times, but I'm not interested. I don't know that climbing Nandi in one go is a thing. Hmm. I have no like experience yeah. like that. Uh, and there's another friend of mine, Ashutosh, uh, who is a good runner. And uh, Ashutosh Sabnis. Ashutosh Belur. Belur. Yeah. Uh, he's a tall six-five guy. You can't. Oh miss yes, him. Yeah, yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So he yeah. was into breves a lot, right? Mm. So we both went together, and uh, he obviously went up. And uh, this is in November. So guess what's happening on that same day on that weekend? Oh, Nandi yeah, race. Nandi race, right? And I'm, and then suddenly I see these people zoop past me and then there's a lot of cheering and cyclists going up and I'm like what 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 is this happening? This is 2016 itself? This is 2016 November yeah. yeah so that's the day that I decided next year I want to take part in a race that happens and that is pretty much I go back and buy a road bike and I give off, give off my uh, hybrid to another friend of mine and it's still there it's like just getting passed from one friend to another uh, and yeah, that's that's the journey. So After that, BBCH, I, <laughs> BBCH yeah. actually, you know, had that impact on yeah. you. That coupled with me deciding to go on that day, mm -hmm. uh, and that's the last race of the season. Right. So now I know I have three months before a bar ITT happens mm -hmm. in 2017, and I'm going to go race that. So right. that is pretty much how it started. Awesome. So did you race uh, in that bar ITT? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I nice. did uh, 33 kilometers per hour <laughs> average for 24 kilometers. Yeah. Yeah. That was my beginning. You know, I didn't hear yeah, right. That is exactly the speed mm. of my first race. Right. Uh, at BBCH. Right. Uh, in August 2011. Right. And the distance was also 22 or 24, something okay. like that. Uh -huh. Uh, you know this uh, Budigere village, right? Yeah. Um, uh -huh. Shivas Road and Budigere. 
and that road used to be like a single lane mm. and it used to uh, uh, be we used to use that predominantly to go to nandi mm. okay uh-huh. and uh, from budigere to the end of that road there is like 11 kilometers or something okay. and coming back so 22 kilometers uh-huh. there in august 2011 uh, they organized a ttt oh wow okay i right. went there to uh-huh. watch the race right okay because that used to be my regular uh, training mm-hmm, ground mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there they said you can uh, those who are there uh, and do don't have uh, teams mm. obviously can, can race itt itt okay uh-huh. okay they were flexible like that right what yeah. bike were you riding then i was riding my bulldog my oh, fixed gear bike wow okay nice. yeah. i i never thought uh, i was like at that point of time uh, my uh, thing uh, thinking is like racing uh, is mm. not for me you know mm. i'm just riding for fun right. right so when i went there to watching the race uh, race with like uh, all these fancy bikes yeah. super aero kits and spandex <laughs> i was like wow yeah and uh, when they when uh, they said you can race i kind of got excited and right. uh, i think uh, deepak or someone you know uh-huh. said you can race and whatever so i uh, took to the start line right. just for fun right took i uh, did uh, the race i think 33 km uh-huh. or something uh-huh. like that and uh, i went home nice. after uh-huh. so after coming home they say okay they call and say uh-huh. oh, you got a medal uh-huh. uh, that oh you won there <laughs> <laughs> so nice. i actually won the uh, re- <laughs> part where itt yeah so because everyone who are mm-hmm. you know into it racing racing mm-hmm. are obviously part of the ttt TTT, right? right so <laughs> oh wow i was what lucky <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, i mean i was hooked obviously yeah, from exactly. there so bbch has a kind of influence mm. on a lot of us yeah for that sure is, that, that is the point i was yeah, trying to make definitely by sharing that story yeah. right so you you got into uh, that uh, from commute to moin uh, yeah. taking sports just to just by one event which uh-huh. i saw and i so that uh, so there is a story to this mm. because when i uh, in during my bachelors i was part of a really intense sporting culture where there's morning evening training right and this i've done for four years now i come to bangalore and then i'm like okay what to do now because you don't have a team where do you play now so that's when i was lacking something in life where i had something to look forward to so that i can get up like i am a wake early morning waker but i need a, a thing to work towards yeah and i was probably just looking for it and this gave me a reason and that's pretty much when i got hooked on to it and then super super yeah. So you got uh, hooked on to it in your first race was bar mm. race? Yeah, my first race was a bar ITT. Bar ITT. How so you you did uh, 33 km PH? Yeah, 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 I was just nothing no heart rate nothing just mm. uh went with the went with it just kept looking at speed. Uh yeah, and I was a little big then. So <laughs> <laughs> like I was a little built. Uh, so mm. yeah, I have still struggling losing all that weight. I don't remember yeah, the... no you these are like things only i will notice uh, uh, uh built in the sense that uh, like my shoulders were wider my arms were bigger mm. yeah because uh, gym yeah. 
Nice. So from there, how did the riding go like in 2017? Right. So 17, I rode a lot, I think. My idea was uh, like how I started was I just listened to people who I thought knew more about cycling than me. And whatever they told me, I'll just follow it. So I didn't have a coach, no nothing. this is when one day riding on the road, I meet uh, my future brother-in-law, <laughs> uh, Shreyas. Uh, he rides for this group called Veloscope. So he met me on the road and uh, we started doing more rides together. And Shreyas, Shreyas Lokur. Shreyas Lokur. Mm. And um, he told me, hey, why don't you guys, uh, this is uh, me, Arthosh and another friend, Chakradhar. Uh, why don't you join Veloscope? I was like, sure, yeah, why not? Somebody is including me for, I don't even like train properly. And these guys back then had uh, Siddharth Kansan and Siddharth Krishnan, both of them and Ashok, both, all three of them really strong riders. So for me to be in a group where I'm not the strongest is the best opportunity to learn. Uh, so I was like, sure, yeah, let's join it. And then we started doing group rides. Uh, through them, uh, Bridgesh was there. Uh, for supporting and teaching so through them I learned a lot about like cycling and what the situation is uh, um, so you know what mm. so <laughs> it's funny mm. uh, I told someone called uh, right mm. uh, to hand me over the uh, medal right 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 it was Bridgesh oh Bridgesh only and uh-huh. uh, my my first racing team right. was Veloscope Veloscope yeah <laughs> so yeah that's uh, I, <laughs> That's, I think, I met uh, Srini the other day. He was yeah, at yeah, the store. Yeah. Uh, and he, so they're talking about old days of cycling and obviously, like, I'm not there. Yeah, Srini and yeah. I used to ride. Um, we were part of the team uh, around that time. Right. We did, uh, Srini, myself and Balu, uh, I don't know if you hmm. know him. I, yeah. it's, he's on the group. <laughs> right. So, uh, we used to uh, go to... Hmm. Uh, Nandi, right. uh, I mean, we did a few rides together, right, right. and uh, yeah, that that we have a connection yeah, there, connection there <laughs> yeah. the Veloscope. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, 2017, I rode with them, um, got a jersey from them, and rode for them. Took part in as many races I could, obviously in the amateur category, but the idea was to race as much as you can and move to elite as fast as you can. Uh, just get to a fitness where you can survive in the elite peloton because uh, everybody in Veloscope told me don't stay an amateur for too long it's just not worth like risking just get fitter and move on it's not too hard Uh, but then in 2018 uh, after that Nandi Habba race and everything got over uh, I had uh, a medical condition uh, which like pulled me down quite quite a little to the point that I sold my bike I just got in carbon wheels I sold them off I sold my shoes off and I just like like removed cycling for seven eight months from my life what happened so um, I caught an infection in my throat uh, which I thought would go away with time uh, so it was it was an infection which affected my uh, the left larynx. So there's a nerve that every time you want to speak, um, you your brain tells uh, the larynx to hey start vibrating so that the air goes and it makes sound. 
So the left larynx had an infection which affected the nerve there and it was paralyzed. So, but the another job of the larynx is to help you breathe, right? You want to breathe deeper, the voice box has to open a little. Uh, so the left part didn't stop moving and I was on, uh, because there's an inflammation, so there's a shitload of medication you're on. Uh, so I couldn't buy cycle for that one month. And then this became a thing because they were hoping that the inflammation would go away from the steroids and then it'll like you will be fine, but it never went away. Uh, so then I went and met the doctor and all of this was like financially little like because I smashed to prevent to like some expensive Aster hospital <laughs> thinking that this is the best. I mean, back then I didn't know any better, yeah. right? So, um, uh, yeah, so that didn't get better. And so the uh, doctor suggested either we go for a surgery or you'll have to do therapy, like voice therapy for quite some time and stop intensive sport because you can't, you won't be able to breathe heavily. So mm. that's when I like gave all of this. I thought cycling is done uh, for six to eight. How I sound right now is not how I used to sound before. So for six to eight months, I couldn't. So another part of the, the treatment is you don't stress your voice. So you, I couldn't shout, forget shouting. I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to talk. So for six to eight months, I didn't hear myself talk. Wow. And then like, so your brain's gone into this zone where you don't know how you sound anymore. So then like building back uh, different sounds, you got to make the O's, the R's correctly, uh, just so that your, um, yeah, so now like it after 2018 end is when uh, it got back through. I didn't choose the surgery route and um, went through therapy and then got to like 70-80% of the movement back. Uh, I still can't shout. Mm. Like loud noises, uh, sounds I can't do. Um, yeah, I used to sing before, now I can't sing also. Wow. So, because you know, you can't hit certain pitches. Mm. So, that was quite... Uh, uh, that's where I lost a lot of fitness. That's where I lost a lot of like time trying to build up to anything. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I got back after it got. Wow, removed. that's that's quite a. Th well, thing, yeah, man. right. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think probably the first time I mm, experienced something major in life, mm. uh, because before that it will be your parents and there somebody yeah. will take care of you. But this had to be done on your own. No, the, these these kind of things are not just physical, right? Yeah. They are. I mean, basically, if you are not able to speak or yeah. not able to do anything yeah. that you love. There, it's going to definitely have an effect on the, sure. your mental yeah. health as well, right? Yeah. Silver yeah. lining is I became a good listener <laughs> 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 because that's all I could do. Uh, Another thing I realized is when, like in that time when I spoke, everything else was so loud. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm sitting in a coffee shop and I was like, why is it so loud? <laughs> Not realizing it, it's just like because I've toned down uh, my amount of volume, right. <laughs> everything else becomes loud. Right. So, yeah. yeah, glad that, uh, you know, you are able to mm -hmm. get back, right? But how how was that getting back into the sport? Right. How, how uh, you know, how, how were, what were the first steps that right. you kind of took right. and how did that go? So, uh, right after I got back and I just like put in two weeks of cycling and I decided I'll go ride to Nandi with mm. Wellscope guys were training, obviously. Mm. So... We decided to ride up and that's the day I like, I don't know what happened. 
uh, I was pushed back by these guys, Siddharth holding my back for like 30% of the ride. I couldn't climb Nandi, couldn't even go up. Like I had no motivation, no fitness to go up. So I didn't even touch the top. And on the way back, these guys pushed me back. So that day, like I was wearing glasses. Great, I was wearing glasses because I was crying all the way coming back, thinking what, what the fuck happened? Like, you know, something is off. This is like, who, what have I become kind of situation. That day I went back and I joined, I told, okay, this has to change. And I joined Kansal as, a, as an athlete, uh, Siddharth Kansal. So he runs a place called The Consultant and a uh, uh, very well informed guy. And mm. he took me under his wing and he said that just, we're going to uh, change you know, Just a uh, bit about uh, the, the Consultant, right? Uh, he was the guy who uh, uh, just came into sport when I started racing. Uh, back in 2012, uh, back in 2012, uh, I think the first race I saw uh, him in was also the first race NJ took part in, uh, in the Jigni race. Uh, okay, I remember him and uh, this guy uh, Lokesh uh, Sarvesh. Sarvesh Sangari. Sar, Sar, yes, right. So th these two youngsters. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually rode the majority of the race with them because mm -hmm. we all got dropped. Right. <laughs> and we were working together to right. finish the race. And uh, from there to make next f couple of years, he became very, very strong rider. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, initially he, he was also, you know, he, he comes from a... Uh, martial arts background and stuff yeah, like right. that. He, he's a very fit guy, mm. and in, immediately on the bike he was strong. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. he had to, you know, uh, know one of those guys where he in the in the peloton he could move, move. and right. you know him not so much. But I noticed mm -hmm. that as well from him. Like initially he was like uh, yeah. quite jerky right, and right, yeah. all that, but uh, then he he got really strong and was part of a. Trek team uh, around right. that time, Trek Firefox uh, right. team, uh, and then he actually uh, went to the UK, right? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah. The, uh, to do his masters to, in to sports do, science. Uh, masters in sports uh, science, hmm. and uh, came back, and uh, that is the kind of uh, background he has yeah. in sports science. Right. Uh, physiology, proper, right. uh, you know, science-backed uh, research right. and stuff. So, so you joined him. Uh, yeah, I joined him. Yeah, and uh, he took me under his wing. Mm. Uh, first thing we did was <laughs> prick my finger <laughs> some 12, 13 times. So he basically wanted to do a blood lactate test. You know, you go through your zones and profile the whole where your fitness lies and all. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Okay, this guy really knows what he is doing. And within six to seven months, I did my PB up Nandi, which was in 23 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So, so uh, from yeah. not being able to ride the yeah. uh, ride, mm -hmm. just forget climbing, not able to go there and come back, come back and have someone having to push you while riding. Right. And, you know, from the place where you are, uh, you know, 
sorry for yourself and crying right. because you are not able to do from there within 8 months right. you going sub 25 yeah. 23 something right wow. yeah i mean it's i'm grateful to him for like taking all this like knowing that i am a phd student like how he would even charge me for things was like very like i'm grateful for someone understanding my point of view and seeing that i'm you know like and helping me out like for sure it's all like and through that period of time i learned a lot of things mm. like we if you can like sit and discuss like i would discuss for hours with him and not even like because he geeks geeking out on yeah and yeah. it was like amazing because like i learned a lot of like for example like initially i just look at any research paper and say okay so they came to this analysis and la 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 and, and hence you can do this but then like realizing that no studies can be wrong studies can be done in a wrong way not everything that's published out there is correct uh, so finding how to find the right source and all these things uh, what is a meta analysis and like just like bunch of things i learned from him uh, so yeah that kind of like helped me a lot so what was this say i mean let us dig a little deeper into this hmm. uh, period right that 8 months of hmm. training hmm. during that period uh, 2018 right, right basically yeah so 2000 uh, 19 to 19 yeah 19 basically yeah, yeah. because 2018 fra start beginning was that nandi race where i saw you yeah beginning right? and then 8 months but 8 yeah. months you were uh, down and out and maybe at the end of the yeah. year 18 uh, nandi epic hmm. i could i didn't take part because hmm. i didn't have the fitness right and that's why that's probably around the time when we took the call of not taking part in this race hmm. when, when i was already on the council hmm. uh, but other guys took part and i was hmm. like shit i should have gone should have yeah. gone yeah. Mm. but then yeah. this period right through uh, through the end of 2018 to uh, 19 know, most of right. 19 right, right? so what was your training like or you know yeah, right. typical uh, cycle and stuff so um, so yeah so my work every day is i would say 10 to 12 hours right so ha- the idea was to make sure i can recover uh, fast and make sure if i go hard, decide to go hard on days it would be really hard like to the point that like i would say one month i am not one for the first month vo2 max sessions i am not able to complete right I'm like last forget about the last rep knowing 50% also i'm not getting through so i was really pushing myself hard on those days and there was a lot lot of like easy riding so just like building mileage through easy riding and on hard days going super hard uh not just that then he realized my flex flexibility was bad so like working on flexibility working on strength uh having an activation routine to begin with mm. i never knew i i would just like stretch and go but not re- so active stretching is okay but you know deep passive stretching is not okay so just picking up these things and just turning my physiology to something that can take a take a certain amount of load recover and then do it again uh, that was the focus so yeah i mean i would so say the you know from the sounds of it it sounds like a polarized full training, polarized yeah right? i mean so i i remember that you were putting in lot of mileage 
during that period right right a lot of hours lot of mileage you and abi yeah. um, abiram right. um, uh, i i noticed you were riding together a lot and right. uh, you were putting a lot of mileage and then this when you are doing these hard sessions you were doing it really hard right we were to and uh, above so typically uh, you know how how did a week look like you know how many hard sessions how many mm. w- what was it like in terms of uh, volume how how were you kind of uh, periodizing this right. and uh, taking rest right. and stuff so because it was just early into my training right mm. it wasn't like 6 to 8 months right when you just got into it the the basic was like we were doing a 90 10 split mm. uh, because 80 20 is too hard yeah uh, even though it's nice on paper you mm. have to be on a good level of fitness to do 80 20 So 90-10 was the split, and basically, people, when for people who don't know 80-20 or 90-10, basically we are talking about 80% of when we are saying 80-20, what uh, which polarized training uh, talks about is uh, doing 80% of uh, your ridings or sessions at a very easy uh, zones, which is which we call zone two, and. uh 20% above zone 4 zone 4 yeah. right zone 4 zone 4 zone 4 above which is basically in our uh, term it will be uh, vivo 2 and stuff, right. right so and we uh, polarized you know says you don't do anything in between you know, no tempo riding you know, no, no half ass no sweet spotting no no sweet spotting <laughs> yeah. so that's the uh, principle you were doing mostly 9 90 10, 10. and uh, let's say with uh, 10 11 hours a week mm. uh, so that's not much mm. but it's uh, like i also have to get my phd sorted so right. it was something manageable mm. so i would say if consistently like at least for me consistently that amount of time put in um, you can get fit to the point that your uh, you know ftp is good enough or whatever like 20 minute part 10 minute part critical part is good enough to you know do a sub 25 climb uh so yeah that was the agenda mm. uh yeah that was so, pretty much and that is basically what you did uh, you know during that period yeah, and you you talked about uh, you know uh, strengthening and uh, mm. flexibility so what kind of routines were you you know doing to right. improve that uh so stretching every alternate day uh, before sleeping at night that was like i'd spend half an hour doing that uh that was part of flexibility so no uh, and then just realizing like one, every once in a while he'd ask me to do a squat in front of him and then if you're doing such uh and and you see the other person ride right so you can see you have muscle imbalances so just working on and lifting heavy like i used to lift heavy once a week uh all complex uh, emotions like your deadlift it is a complex motion because your bunch of muscles are activated during that squats uh, and bench presses because i didn't lift heavy during bench presses and pull ups and stuff uh, because our agenda at that point of time i hadn't put a goal for myself i didn't tell myself that hey you have to be the fastest rider in india for me it was you have to be a complete rider like just ride so that you can feel a little more like confident and fit on the bike so um we took into account the fact that okay you 
cannot be weak like the weakest link will break you like you know if your back muscles are weak that will cause an injury in the future so how to how do you accommodate all these things uh, that was the agenda so um, yeah a lot of complex weight exercises once a week at the gym uh, vo2 session once a week probably an hour, once or twice depending of how I, when how and when i feel and a lot of lt1 or zone 2s right yeah. yeah so from uh, during that time obviously you were uh, you know pursuing your phd right so and you mentioned it was like 10 to 12 hours a day of kind of yeah, 10 to 12 is a good day mm. is good yeah. for me yeah. uh, it can can get worse <laughs> yeah you can get you um, can be more yeah. more than that right so <clears throat> and it is something that you have to be present right yeah uh, be there on yeah. point and uh, researching yeah. whatever right yeah. so that Uh, how did you manage hmm. you know the training load uh, and the workload hmm. i think it all came at a cost hmm. and the cost is that uh, my social life doesn't <laughs> like it's there but like all my friends are uh, they know what i'm doing in life but i have to give up on a lot of things uh, which is fine like that's my decision to make and uh, So uh yeah that's pretty much if you have two three things to do in life i think everybody can do it uh yeah uh, luckily i'm not married or i don't have any other responsibilities my parents are more independent so uh given all of these things i think it's manageable mm. but uh, one i would say important aspect which i over the course realized is uh like i make a journal of things to do in a day and i like award myself for crossing everything off uh, and that's pretty much uh, i think 10 12 hours and then training at my what where i am in life i think it's possible mm-hmm. for any i can't speak for other people right but it's it's hectic but then what what is life you mm-hmm. know like right, life right. is not a <laughs> no if easy uh, sailing it is it's also about prioritizing and sure, giving sure, time to sure. only those yeah. things that are yeah. that matter most yeah. and i feel uh, it's also coming from a place of privilege where mm. i can choose to do certain things uh, and not worry about repercussions that much or have responsibilities so uh, it's all i am grateful to like people who know me my relatives my family members they've given me the space and opportunity to be like ha huh, i just train and work all day and it's pretty manageable but that's just uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's just that's how it no, is you 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 just mentioned about the uh, journal right yeah, what right. you know what kind of uh, what is the structure what are the things that you typically so, there in it yeah how? right so i wake up in the morning so the thing is not to have how i operate is not to have too many things floating around in my head so the moment i get Uh, i get reminded of something to do i just note it down and then it's out of my mind and then it's on that notebook and i just have to get it crossed from the notebook uh so that's even with my work like when i have discussions regarding with my professor or my colleagues uh i write everything down so that then it's off my mind so then i just have to uh and that's pretty much like important because when it came to training around that period of time when a majority of my work at lab was getting done 
I didn't have to come back and think about what to train or how to structure. And that's when having a coach helped because I was like, okay, plan is given, just have to follow, right? So that's pretty much how, how that journal also looks. Like if, if I have to buy potatoes, I won't keep it on my mind. I'll just write it down, done. Now just get along with the rest of the day. And all of these ideas come when I start my day in the morning, right? So when I'm on the pot, when I'm having a shower, when I'm having my coffee. So that's when I just scribble the notebook and after that it's just Genuine. and could be the smallest of things like call home or something mm, you know right. like that's pretty yeah much. just note it down and then take them yeah along and it's good to like look back through that notebook and see oh so you actually did a lot of things in the day mm. even though they count as small things but you ended up finishing you know yeah um, that's a very uh, important thing right we we often are very self-critical of uh, ourselves, I mean, uh, critical of ourselves, uh, and thinking, uh, look back and say, oh, we haven't done much, right. right? So this also kind of helps even uh, to You're look right. back and say, okay, you are doing okay. Right. So, yeah, yeah, you know, smart. maybe, and it can also work the other way. You yeah. are not doing much. You have, you can yeah, do more. Yeah, right? for sure, for sure. Yeah, so I think right. yeah, it's I mean, a good it's, like on uh, obviously like everybody has I've also had days when I've just been on the screen so when you just write that, that check phone all day uh, <laughs> that just doesn't sit well for the company right. <laughs> so uh, yeah I think uh, yeah that that is something uh, that, is, that sounds interesting I am going to try that uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> excellent so from there uh, so through uh, 2019 mm. until you kind of did 23 hour uh, mm. tw 23 hours <laughs> <I wish>. 23 <laughs> uh, minute nandi right. right so from there how did it uh, right go? so after doing that right mm. that uh, at, i think at the base i met dipankar mm. and uh, dipankar told me hey you have potential and i think vivek radhakrishnan also told me once that you know that there is some potential so i didn't realize any of this it's only other people telling me uh and around this time i was able to ride with leander ben and these guys were fast okay like uh, for me it was like if i can ride with them and hold uh, it's it's good like saturday rides i was reaching it till the top you know like it's with everyone so that's when i thought okay so I haven't gotten really serious about it yet. Let's see what happens if I do. And that's 2019 end to 2020. Uh, and for me, the marker was like, that's when I got a power meter and this and that. And you know how like power talks start, right? Like once you get a power meter, it's, oh, this number, that number, who, someone else's number, what, I was like, leave all of that. Every year I should attempt to beat my previous timing on Nandi forget about any other number like if I can be because I was using a bad power meter so you know my numbers were a little higher than expected and which I realized later but for me the was? I was using a stages second gen hmm. and uh, the capacity at which fitness that I am right now I was there at 2019 according to okay. <laughs> those numbers which hmm. wasn't true uh, so but, I mean basically that is a single sided uh, yeah, yeah, uh, so, yeah, power meter right work. right which I was is, kind of broken, I think. Something calibration issues were there, even oh, okay. though I calibrated and 
also i mean for, from single sided can be the issue ah, also that is not the physiology right yeah correct i realized it once i got a dual sided that my left leg had gotten stronger over time because in my head i'm like pomitors you know press more press more and <laughs> then yeah right so that is also there um, it might not be giving the entire picture sure, basically sure. but my in my head i was like i have to climb nandi faster every year and around the same time of the year so mm-hmm. every september to october november is when before nandi epic i attempt once mm-hmm. uh, to see how good i can do now mm-hmm. so during that period where you got power meter and you were uh, you know uh, you decided that you want to get serious right. what kind of riding and training did you right mm-hmm. so i think the structure was mostly similar mm-hmm. but uh, now tts started coming into picture you know because i'm like hey can i take part in nationals if i have to take part in national what's required and then the training shifted towards longer duration not just vo2 stuff but little more ftp oriented stuff and that's around the time uh, 2019 end to 2020 uh, before the pandemic is when i started doing some itts and for me like i was always a lighter like shorter guy so for me crossing that 40 kmph mark on the tt bike i was like hey so i can do this also uh so and hence like i asked kansal you know like how realistic do you think this is like can i actually go represent anywhere or not and he's always been very optimistic he's like the level at which india races right now is something anybody can achieve you just have to be consistent and which something is something and he also true. says yeah which is like completely true mm. right uh and for nationals like i think you don't need to be that fit. like you can be the at the zone yeah you can be two zones apart from the strongest rider in india mm. and still be at nationals right uh so i was like cool so let's do this uh and then training was mostly about uh, getting faster on a 20 to 40 minute effort mm. or long a little longer right. 40 50 so did did uh, the structure uh, more yeah. or less the training philosophy yeah philosophy stayed the stayed same stayed the same yeah but uh, the structure moved because mm. um, i was very so kanzal asked me two things one was uh, how when do you want to see results because there are two ways of going about it one is a longer but a more correct way of doing it and one is shorter and you can only have gains for that i was like okay let's do the shorter route because i want to have gains in 2020 when we do this, whenever we do this right and then the pandemic happened so well all of that <laughs> i did have the fitness i think mm. i had from 23 minutes i had come down to 21 so 21 yeah, yeah. so mm. cutting two off two minutes i was like and i was doing on my scott you know the scott solace bike right? right so it's an endurance geometry i put on clip on bars and i was able to do 43 44 k's and uh so i was like okay cool this is possible you know i can do this uh so we took the shorter method and uh, that was i knew i was going to only be able to hold the fitness for a couple of months after that and we had timed it accordingly hmm. Um, so so wh- what what was the difference in structure for the shorter w- hmm. version versus the longer method? So the longer method requires you to do more stuff at LT one, and hmm. the volume is a lot. So hmm. uh, 
whereas the short term method required a lot of indoor things and a lot of like ride hard ride short but do it multiple times mm. uh the longer method basically so in my how i understand this is you can either increase the mitochondrial density or you can change the efficiency of your existing mitochondria so mm. we were working on this like mm. high intensity high intensity high intensity as much as you can pack uh uh and uh, the longer method obviously takes a year two years for you to start developing right uh, so when you are talking about increasing the micro mitochondrial density you are basically you know ha- you know working so that more mitochondria yeah, in number in number more, yeah so increase in your body yeah. so it you are it is a longer process, process right yeah. you the more wa- it needs more volume yeah. at lower intensity yeah. for you to de- recover right. and you know while building yeah. right which is a more like that kind of fitness you can hold like now i would say given the same power meter and like whatever like i've had to give out a number the my zone to wattage and heart rate for that wattage doesn't drop mm. because that's a fitness i've achieved now if today i have to do like a 200 watt ride for the for 3 4 hours 2 3 hours i can do it like because mm. that's something i can sustain and that my top end will keep fluctuating based on what kind of work i give it but right. the work that i've put into that base that is hard to move you know right. i can be two weeks off the bike and come back and still do that right uh, low aerobic work correct correct and that's the right i mean right way because yeah. in a way it is more sustainable yeah 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 excellent and you also talked about uh, uh, you know one thing that uh, struck me was that not falling into the rut of comparing with others and right. comparing the numbers yeah. and you know yeah. or with whose number is bigger <laughs> and all that yeah. because it can go downhill very soon right? yeah yeah i mean so i do a lot of numbers mm. but then i do it to myself with in with respect to yourself yeah yeah right. so that will be in my world mm. uh, and that's just because like i i'm trained that way my mm. brain's trained to look at graphs Mm. to look at numbers to see correlations and that's how i understand the world uh, so that's but uh, comparing with others is just a little like i feel like there are too many variables Correct. and it's just no yeah. pro- no point yeah. like especially when you know who are you comparing with like mm. you can compare no, yourself with like i don't know yonas ringekar <laughs> pogacha then what's the point <laughs> and feel like shit <laughs> yeah or yeah. like just have an eye opening experience <laughs> correct correct no but uh, how did uh, the pandemic mm. uh, years the last two years mm. uh, go for you in terms of training mm. uh, because especially in 2020 and mm. uh, most of 2021 we didn't have many events and stuff yes how did you manage to stay fit or mm. did you manage to stay fit if so how what was the motivation and stuff so in 2020 uh, mm. march is when the pandemic hit yeah uh, at that point of time all educational institutes were asked to shut down but because of how like especially labs function sorry uh, some students were asked to stay back and i chose to stay back which i don't know why i didn't but somebody had to stay here and make sure the computers are running and everything's functional because people were working remotely 
So uh, during the pandemic, when everybody else went home, there were like five people in a three hundred people hostel, hmm. and uh, all five of us uh, we just like eat together. I, I started cooking on my own for the first time because before this is just mess food, you know. You just like everything's. So I started eating better. I started losing a lot of weight. Like I was sixty three, and by the end of the pandemic, I was fifty seven. That's the lightest I've been, and fifty seven. I was like, wow, I'm waiting to climb Nandi now. Let it open. Uh, training wise, uh, a lot of it moved indoors, uh, but it was good. Like I liked indoor training because uh, I was able to, like I was able to do four hour. You know, back then, early pandemic time, I think people were doing six hour rides indoor, and it was just like a whole virtual world opening where. Uh, um onswift and stuff, yeah, and stuff yeah. right we yeah. were doing those yeah so i had like a bunch of uh, some 3 4 email ids and i just kept getting free uh, this thing yeah zwift subscription subscription right uh so yeah and that's around the time when uh, by this time like ben and i were riding a lot right and we were like hey so race not happening <laughs> what to do and that's when we got together and thought of starting like he had an idea of starting something uh, the monthly course right so it was called the monthly crit before and then mm. we changed it to monthly course so that's when we said okay so no race is happening what can we do how can we get the race thing back uh, this is around the time where pro riders especially from ineos had started racing each other on zwift and we got this idea about how we could start doing this here right so uh through the pandemic i think virtual races is what kept me fit i was mm-hmm. just looking forward to not just organizing but also some doing something new with it and uh looking forward to being fit for something right so that is how the pandemic went mm-hmm. uh, and that was good because there was something some event to look forward to and you could stay fit right so, excellent so and then uh, uh you when was when was the move to lbb happened and how how did oh you... right right so before the pandemic uh uh i had left uh, i would say 2019 end i left uh, veloscope uh which was uh, actually we were just like losing a lot of riders lot of uh, there was i don't know if you remember gotham david he used to ride mm. and bunch of other younger riders and um, it was just abiram and me and uh yeah it was a very independent decision uh, i decided to make myself open to you know more experiences and hence i decided to leave uh so after i left i was not racing for with anyone for Six seven months, uh, and I hadn't joined LBB. Actually, like <laughs> this is no like very few people know this, but uh, I think it's fine to say it now. I was very dead against joining LBB because in my head those were the guys to beat. Mm. You know, like if you end up because I've had like very frustrating moments with the uh, LBB riders, not <laughs> you know, like one person's in the break and then you know. you know right like what other people feel now <laughs> is yeah. what i was feeling then yeah. that these guys man like they come in big numbers and then like everybody is good and fit and then how do you beat them right so uh but uh i think after tmc happened and um, is just like all of us became really good friends and uh, joel and i were the 
we were riding together not part of lbb and then it's just like we just decided that so joel said i'll move wherever you're going right so uh, because we were riding together yeah so then we's like okay cool let's do let's do lbb but mm. uh, we'll have a tight racing squad mm. it was also a lull period for lbb that time because coming out of pandemic nobody knows like no, no racing happening Correct. everybody was in a different space so we decided uh, let's do lbb but let's do this like a you know like a like let's do something you know, new with it it's also you know even around that time hmm. uh, from an outsider perspective i see that a lot of uh, riders were falling off that wagon as well yeah. right uh, lbb squad also yeah. was kind of disintegrating yeah, around yeah. that time so because see there was a like a the pandemic because it's all you know everything. at the end of Correct. the day it's a team is what a, a bunch of people who right. are like you know uh, with similar interests and uh, but those that team can kind of uh, wander off uh, with life yeah correct life taking For you sure. to different yeah. uh, i mean everybody right? has a working uh, job correct and, yeah, and lee was mo- uh, moving to hooti yeah. and yeah. you know a bunch of uh, things right yeah. and I, i i noticed that you know it was kind of slowly disintegrating yes, right. and then uh, you both joining and yeah, you know right. Uh, kind of reshaped that right. unit yeah both of us and, and nandini nandini the three yeah. people who joined again correct uh, uh. so that was uh, uh, like yeah i mean everybody who was there like wanted thing to stay together mm. we just needed adhesive right. so, yeah, so yeah. we acted as adhesive and just like put everything uh, in place and then it's like a it's the, the existing structure is very well functioning now i've been a part of two teams so i've seen like how people respond you know like so this being an lbb was definitely a little more responsive and a creative atmosphere and we were already doing projects which was outside of lbb but same people uh, so yeah i mean it just happened like it was yeah. just uh, no that, that i mean it is great to see uh, at that time there there could have been two outcomes right mm-hmm. uh either you start a new team uh with basically bo- both of you and right. a bunch of others are yeah. you know join uh, uh, existing yeah. team and uh, revive it or yeah, you know right. reshape it you know right. which is what happened right. eventually uh but you know once you guys uh, became part of it i've seen from again from an outsider perspective who kind of keeps an eye on uh, things just f- from curiosity perspective mm. is that uh, it has seen uh, a revival like uh, never before right i've seen races uh, i mean team racing teams from 2011 uh, 12 onwards uh, our local racing right. teams including trek firefox in specialized kinkini right. and all these right uh, at least in the uh, uh may not be in the organizational perspective like may, might not compare with the mm. uh, specialized kinkini in that uh, right, aspect sure. like but uh, the level right is almost there right right yeah i uh, would say that too because when we joined we mm. weren't the strongest riders yeah and i like to surround myself with people who are much better than me because mm. then there's room for improvement right, right. and you can 
screw up more <laughs> because <laughs> you are not the best guy yeah so uh when we joined we made it a point that you know we have to learn as much as possible everybody should like develop at a level that we've not done before and let's just take this a little more like seriously and uh, it's good to see that like you notice that and we i mean it's just the beginning obviously like, yeah yeah we're we're also recruiting <laughs> whoever wants to do recruiting <laughs> old guys <laughs> do it age <laughs> like i'm I, the uh, yeah i would say i like most accomplished riders are the oldest people <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, but uh, it it is good great to see uh, now uh, uh, because it's a team sport at the end of the mm. day right mm. you, you ride together right. just race together right. you have to you, cycling for me <laughs> yeah yeah talk talk uh, right. you know numbers and everything right. together it is a ra- uh, team sport right. and uh, uh, you can ride alone but it is not uh, same as yeah. riding together right and racing together right. definitely and more and more teams need to come up yeah it need sure. not be you know uh, someone uh, looking for joining uh, right. lbb or joining team bros or right. uh, spectrum or something like that but you can if you have a bunch of guys hmm. you can start a team yeah, it is definitely. not rocket science yeah. you know now uh, uh, ankushan guys you know call themselves uh, right. old goats right. uh, racing yeah. you know, it's great to see yeah. right more and more units have yeah. to come together but because once there is a team right it gives you a, a whole different sure, uh, purpose definitely. and perspective yeah. right so that you that motivates you in a different level right. to uh, push yourself yeah. together uh, further that's true so um and you you have uh, done a bunch of races mm-hmm. right over the years um from from your first race uh to now hmm. what are the kind of changes you see in the community right well i have i'll give you a statistic hmm. uh, this year i have done this year alone i have done more races than i have done in my entire until <laughs> before this year <laughs> right so my first race was um, very i would say a very underconfident race uh, and now i race pretty confidently uh to the point that like i don't panic much uh initially i used to panic a lot oh what if i get dropped oh one signal is coming oh everybody's accelerating so i think that takes a little bit of time uh understanding that it's fine like things don't move at a time scale that we think they move at you know every every you can respond like in uh so i think just my mentality going into a race things are very standardized now i know what to eat i don't have to so it's just like i think experience uh, which i don't have a lot of but given the context i think yeah. yeah i think there is in bangalore this year i wouldn't have missed any race and we did races outside of bangalore also so uh, whatever the opportunity there was we've made the most use of it uh, so yeah racing i would say just the patience has increased confidence has increased i don't care too much about race results now uh, also because that comes because you have a teammate who's always like better than you right <laughs> so you can always land up in second place like 6 yeah. out of 
results this year for me has been second place but like that doesn't by the end of the day where well, you work towards uh, you know result for your team yeah yeah i mean yeah. i would say in any kind of race like a flat road race a time trial or a climbing race i am happy to be a domestic not in time trials but like if it's a team time trial uh, because i function in a way where i can do my best when i know someone dependent on me so that makes me work past my limit i can't let them down rather than you know working for myself right yeah i mean i i identify very much with that uh, philosophy yeah we've seen you so many times <laughs> <laughs> pulling the entire peloton for kilometers and kilometers yeah i i do my best when i am doing that yeah. you know rather than racing for myself right so that i i i i understand what you're talking about there yeah. um but you know what i have noticed with you from the first time i have seen you to now you know you you might have gained experience over the years mm. racing and you know you your fitness level is way more now uh, compared to then right. but one thing that i love uh, you know seeing from you is uh, uh, that willingness to put yourself uh, you know through pain yeah. and attacking yeah. or going off right. risking the, that fear right is yeah. you know fear of uh, you know big guys or stuff yeah. like that is not there is was my right. perspective right yeah yeah that's uh, that's also because see once you forget about results mm. or like finishing or not finishing then you are like okay i'm here to have fun let us change the way it's race so like how when i first got into the elite peloton in bangalore elite racing uh i would notice that things only start animating after the u-turn or after 50% of the race is done that's when moves are made so when i got to a point where we could decide like how things would i was like why wait you know cycling as a sport is changing globally this year's tour if you see you see the yellow jersey attacking you see <laughs> you know like the yellow jersey you no know, break and then the white jersey attacking and like so cycling has changed so much especially like with the that people are not afraid i feel to take that one extra step that okay what what do i have to lose i have to make that one commitment right so that's pretty much what when i go in i go in like yeah man for it's fine like what happens if i get caught i get caught no issues i'll try whatever i can but let's animate let's catch people by surprise uh even for the last the bbcs race we knew rick is going to race so rick is a uh, pro county rider you know like so he has seen much more racing and at a level that we haven't seen. my idea and like we discussed this with joel and other teammates also was to make a ride hard for him so that he you know sees bangalore racing or like racing in south india and feels like ha huh, this is some active racing you know like i don't have to make the move i don't have people are not waiting for me to make a move and that's pretty much how like even if i ever go for nationals or like i am pretty much going to play it like that where i'm not going to wait for anyone to make a move right why like what's i i don't even if i don't finish it's fine but uh just taking that leap of faith and just going with it 
just for the fun of it uh, once you're a little fit it gets a little scary for other people so <laughs> so it's nice <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the i i think you got like a you know we talk about um, burning matches in mm. a race right mm. uh, especially in that namanandi uh, race uh, i saw uh, yeah, you know given that it is a shorter mm. race right. uh, still that i i think i counted about uh, 20 times that you attacked <laughs> <laughs> yeah well well yeah i mean yeah i mean burning matches it was like see the every time i attacked uh, i have weaknesses right so my weakness is i can't sustain that power for too long so the gap will be there and then it will be there like if you see shrinath or joel attack they keep increasing the gap i can just sustain the gap get ba- brought back so my job in you know is not to win probably to make sure the other people do are working yeah working right yeah. Uh, and i paid for this i paid for uh, doing all of this in the last race when mm-hmm. we went for the classic 160k 160, yeah. i dnf'd i right. had a really bad day even though i started well uh we made a great move joel and i were part of a break which had 60 seconds to 80 seconds and just the two of us mm. and everybody else was in the back and uh, we could have ridden it but uh for whatever reason i just i just played it very mm. <laughs> you know very confidently and i paid the price but also a learning yeah uh, yeah i mean only when you uh, take that uh, risk and try it and maybe fail right. you will know the limits right yeah yeah for sure so now i know how many bottles i should carry hmm. how much water i should drink <laughs> because uh, doing a 100 to 100 km ride in a non race situation you your consumption is much rate is much lower oh right tell so, me about it yeah so, yeah. <laughs> so for like the that classic race for the first hour i have like already burnt like what i had consumed or like you know uh, the rate doesn't work the same way because i'm much above my threshold then uh, so but yeah learning for sure mm-hmm. mm. so were you under fueling uh, during I that race i was uh, dehydrated mm. so very like if you want to talk about that race yeah, uh, yeah. let's do that so the strategy was um, rick is there the idea is to get to a situation where there's rick versus a lot of lpp guys so at this point of time we aren't considering any other riders in the situation we are like rick is the strongest guy he's already raced he's raced against nj so you know as a team it would be a great way of showing what teams can do by upping him with a strategy right uh so the best situation for us was have satellite riders up ahead on the road when rick makes the move probably he won't catch the satellite riders because he doesn't know them uh, and have uh, rick may to make the move and obviously shinath can follow him like that shouldn't be a problem for him once once we get into a 3 on 1 4 on 1 situation then start burning him up right like that's where you start like and this is exactly when that stage 11 of third exactly the yeah yeah and i was like wow like if like you know obviously they have much high level of fitness but if they can dare to do it we can also try you know why yeah not? they did it for uh, 65 kilometers to, to go, go and climb and climb <laughs> right on, exactly. on the penultimate climb yeah, they did right, right? so uh, that was the strategy and mm. the first part of the strategy went out really well 
But going into the first part, uh, both Joel and I were carrying only one bottle each because ah. our attacks were in a tailwind section on climbs. Uh, so I know I can do like, you know, higher wattages, uh, watts per kilo on climbs and create that gap. But I have to do it two, three times so that I can drop people, right? So we were both carrying one, one bottle. And the idea was to refuel at the U-turn hmm. uh, when we get the time check. Uh, and that was a bad strategy. So the f- our support only got to us after 60 kilometers. Ooh. Hmm. And by that time, uh, we had like lost water. There's nothing like Joel had some left. I didn't even have that much. So I had to drop back. Uh, and I, my idea was, okay, drop back, get to the back of the peloton, get some water and make, make it to the next move, which will catch Joel, right? Hmm. And which did happen. Hmm. The um, Srinath and Rick and a couple of other riders joined Joel in the, but, but our support car wasn't there. And that was, it was such a hard task for them because they had to support the women's race. Yeah. And the elite race, which is broken into two, three parts. Correct. So where do you go? They start at different <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. And they, so the women's race start at 7.30. Hmm. By 7.30, we've already reached the U-turn. Right. Right. So, and the thing is, if they, their usefulness by supporting the women's race was very clear because Priya had a brake rub in hmm. the first 20 kilometers or something. Right. If they weren't there her race would have gotten screwed. If mm. they were there with us, then her, like, you know, if it's a trade-off. Mm. Uh, so, really hard job job for them. And we only had one car. So, uh, uh, yeah, whatever, bad strategy from my end. I realized that you can, okay, carry one and a half kilos more on you. But, mm. you know, sometimes it's better to either have a two-wheeler uh, who can quickly go up and down or stay with right, you guys. Right, right. I think support is much easier on two-wheelers, even mm. for the traffic situation correct, in the back. Correct. Probably, like, I think every team can just have, like, one car with wheels which mm. that can always ride in the back and have a two-wheeler to come give you bottles. I think right. then it's... Yeah, yeah. So, that's... Yeah, those things to those, learn. These are, sure. yeah, learnings, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I blew myself up and that's mm. pretty much it. <laughs> No, but uh, these are all uh, things that you we learn as we mm. go along, right? That, that is important. Excellent. <clears throat> yeah, what what else? What else? Yeah, so um, I'm finishing my PhD. Mm. Um, that's done. Um, I could have finished it earlier, but I just want to balance out things now. So this year I'm not doing anything new. Mm. This year, I also want to go for nationals. So I have my TT bike set up. I have my road bike set up. Everything's fine. Uh, TT bike, uh, is that the canyon? You no, no, it's the Boardman. Board- oh, you converted the Boardman, Boardman into yeah, the yeah. It's got a much cleaner front end because the brakes are hidden. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see, we're fi- fine-tuning the position on the bike. Um, so Is the front end adjustable on this that much? Uh, yeah, I mean, for my for my um, position on the bike, mm. uh, because I have the profile design um, cockpit. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the cockpit's quite quite adjustable. That's important. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So this year nationals, let's see how that goes. Um, right. Himachal doesn't have a lot of road riders, mm-hmm. so should be nice to put them like you know have like representation from Himachal also. Yeah, that's the plan. And uh, yeah, other than that, just making sure 
the local scene here keeps growing we yeah. have a youtube channel for an- analyzing videos now which ftp yeah ftp <laughs> yeah from the peloton from the you um uh, in that uh, you and uh, joel yeah, right. uh, your teammate partner and started a youtube channel analyzing right. the race results for anyone listening you should definitely check out the uh, race analysis videos there uh, and tell and us what you want to see yeah te- you can comment on the videos and uh, let them know what you would like to see it's really well done uh, videos well edited well analyzed and commented upon so you should really subscribe to the channel i'll put the link to that uh, in the show notes so that you can uh, subscribe yeah perfect yeah. excellent so yeah. all the best for your uh, uh, goals this year yeah. and in the future yeah future i still have to think what to do like now i have to do like some work in the athlete now <laughs> so <laughs> the working part has to uh, yeah so i'm still in cro- at crossroads deciding Mm-hmm. between industry and academia mm-hmm. uh, but i won't want to take that decision only end of the year mm-hmm. uh, so yeah until then it's pretty smooth sailing yeah, yeah. and uh, and end of the year after nationals and stuff yeah cool i am sure you will uh, make the right decision and uh, yeah. <laughs> and in whatever uh, place right yeah, i am sure you would really excel. hope if i can get to work with like a bicycle manufacturer oh, great yeah. i can do aerodynamics for them develop bicycles that be a dream job yeah um, but yeah for all you know there might be an indian mi- manufacturer which could be making aero bikes for all you know you know Oh, that's also yeah we could be the next win space <laughs> right yeah 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 right anyway awesome thanks it's for having a, me it's a blast yeah uh, it was really uh, fun talking to you and uh, getting to know uh, your uh, journey in the endurance sports and uh, i wish you all the best before we wind up mm-hmm. a few tips to the uh, you know people aspiring athletes and working athletes right a uh, few tips right <laughs> yeah just have fun guys like it's not like uh, be consistent have fun at what you're doing and if you do that you wouldn't feel like you it's a task and uh, and yeah don't worry about race results is what i what want to say it's fine like doesn't matter grand scheme of things all of this is <laughs> you know i'm i'm also getting some white hair <laughs> in my beard so you can you know all my wisdom teeth are intact so <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it like just yeah i don't have know fun. i don't know have fun yeah and don't be scared don't feel underconfident to do crazy things not crashing into someone but you know like things that are not traditionally done when it comes to racing or yeah that's yeah yeah don't be afraid to fail basically right yeah. awesome thank thanks. you thanks thank awesome. you bye that was my conversation with saurya i hope you enjoyed that if you are enjoying this podcast and are finding them useful please consider subscribing to the channel and supporting the podcast you can subscribe to the channel on youtube as well as on your favorite podcasting app it really helps Thanks again for your continuous support. See you next week with another guest.